guys. Welcome back to In This Space with me, your host, Taylor Nicole. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're not new here, I'm so glad to have you guys back. I'm so glad to just be back on and I'm so glad to just get to learning and growing together. Um, so we're going to start and identity and Christ series. And I just felt like this is something that we just really need to discuss. And I just felt it, um, felt it on my heart to really just talk about it and to kind of review it for myself as well. Um, but I think that everybody deserves to know about this or learn about this. And I think it could help a lot of people. Um, so we're going to do an identity in Christ series and I don't know how long it's going to be pretty, pretty lengthy, but I think it'll be so, so, so good and worth it, um, to just really study this together and, um, learn this together. Um, so the first characteristic I guess we're going to discuss today is loved. And what does that mean? Um, so pretty much, let's start from the drawing board. Um, your identity in Christ is who God says you are. Um, and a lot of times we find our identity in external things and in worldly things. And as someone such as you and I, who is made in the image of God, we can go to his word and to his values and to who he is as a person and see um, who we are. Uh, we don't need to find ourselves within anything of this world. And so I think it is good to learn who God says you are because at the end of the day, you may not know who you are um, in Christ. And so that just may be why you may feel a little lost, which it's obviously very typical if you don't even know who you are in Christ. Obviously, you have to go find it somewhere else. And so I think it's just very, very crucial for people to know what their identity is in Christ, whether you are a new believer, current believer, long-term believer, or whether you're not a believer and you want to know, like either or is, is perfectly fine. Um, so today we're going to talk about loved. And so in Christ, you are loved. Love is said so many times in the Bible. Love is probably the most repeated word in the Bible. It's the most prevalent word in the Bible. God is love. And to really just learn the true definition of love, you can turn to God because he is love. And I just think that everybody should know that God loves you. He loves you. It's not a pick and choose game where we just say, oh, he only loves these set of people, but he doesn't love this set of person, set of people. But like, sometimes we think in that mentality, but no, you are loved. Um, so we're going to go to this scripture because, of course, we need this scripture. 
because it's proven it's there in the word of God. John 3:16 It says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life." We did not deserve any of this. We didn't work to earn any of these things. We weren't, we didn't meet the mark. We weren't righteous. We didn't meet standards, nothing. And God still was like, and we, let's get this too. We messed up so many times, so, so many times. And God was patient with us, which is a part of love. You know, he was kind to us. He was, you know, forgiving. He still had a plan of redemption for us the whole entire time. Like that is just showing that how much he loves you, that you mess up, mess up, mess up, mess up. And you choose to follow other gods and do all these other things. Yet he still has a plan of redemption to allow you to be adopted into his family. And that way is through Jesus Christ. He sent his only son to die for people who literally have so much sin and Jesus had no sin. And that's not because we earned it. That's because he loved us and loves, continues to love us. Um, he loves you and loves us so much that he sent his only son. We always, always, always have to remember the power of Jesus's, um, his life, his death and his resurrection, the gospel itself, all of it, every single stage has meaning, has power. Um, and to know that, you know, I love that much really changes the way I do things in my life. And I think. It should change the way you do your things in your life as well. Um, another scripture is John 15 um, verses 9 through 13. And it says, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Y'all, Jesus laid down his life for us. And further in this verse, it's, it's gonna talk about, you know, like we are no longer servants. We are his friends. Jesus laid down his life for us. That is that bond, that connection cannot be broken. That love is so significantly powerful. And <clears throat> you just have to know that. Like, if you don't feel loved by your significant other, by your friends, by people at work, by coworkers, by classmates. At the end of the day, 
Jesus loves you tremendously. And I feel like we just have to remind ourselves that sometimes. Um, because at the end of the day, that love that we get from God, that outpouring is supposed to feed into us and allow us to pour out and pour in to other people because the way that we are forgiven and loved and cared for by God, despite our shortcomings and despite just being sinful human beings, we have to give that same love to our brothers and sisters and our neighbors and our enemies because at the end of the day, we've been given so much grace. We have to outpour that grace onto other people because why? We don't deserve grace either. So that is truly my biggest point is just remind yourself, even if this is a daily task, remind yourself and continue to look to the word of God to see how much you are loved. Like it is so crucial to understand this. Before anything else, you need to know that you are loved. Jesus died for a reason, and that's because he loves you. Okay? <laughs> um, I think, let's just go to... Sorry if y'all heard that car in the background. That was loud. Um, so let's just go to 1 Corinthians 13... Four, which I've previously talked about this on another episode one time, but this is really just the definition of love that I kind of use as my definition. Um, and so it's love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So that is just something you can also look to, look to when you want to know, like, truly what is love? Because a lot of people have different definitions of love and Not every definition of love is biblical, and that's just that. Um, So really just just remind yourself, okay, John 3, 16 and John 15, 9 through 13. Just remind yourself constantly that you are loved, you are loved, you are loved. And that was our first First characteristic of our identity in Christ. I hope you guys feel so loved (laughs) and appreciate it. And I hope your heart is opening to this concept. And I hope you want to learn more about it. And I hope that you remind yourself about this every single day. But that is all that I have for today. See you next time, guys. Have a blessed, blessed day.